You're listening to The Drive with Jack Epperman. You want to win, don't you? Well, I think I'd really rather try to beat him honestly. SpotlightMediaStudios.com Welcome back. We are live at the USS Abraham Lincoln, Coronado, California, just outside San Diego. And we are here for the Armed Forces Classic. Michigan State and second-ranked Gonzaga. Looking forward to a great game. And uh, Mark Few and Tom Izzo know each other very well. These teams know each other well. They have played previously in preseason tournaments. They have played uh, uh, in exhibition scrimmages recently. And uh, coaches get along very well. So that was a, a big plus in putting this matchup together. It was nearly... Michigan State and UCLA, but we're going to be joined here in just a moment by Stephen Brooks, and I think Stephen is with us right now. Stephen, are you there? I'm here. I'm looking behind you, Jack. I'm up in the bleachers, also aboard the uh, USS Great. Abraham Lincoln. So, well, you have a better seat than I do by about four spots on press row, but I dare say uh, this is the best vantage point we will have all season. Yeah, I don't think there are any bad seats, uh, from what I can tell. I mean, just 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 once they gave us a thumbs up to let us go on here and come aboard and everything. I mean, it was all going to be good from there. I don't really care. They could put me up on the crow's nest or whatever you call it. I, I was going to be fine with it. What are you expecting today? We saw Michigan State against Northern Arizona. Uh, what do you make of this Gonzaga team, and how tough a test is this for Michigan State? Yeah, it's a, it's a legit test. I mean, they're number two for a reason. Drew Timmy is one of the best players in the country, if, if not the best, you know. Uh, so, it's you know, that's obviously a major storyline you can't look over is how are they going to defend him? Uh, what is the rest, you know, of Gonzaga's surrounding cast able to do? Um, you know, is it one of those deals where they kind of just accept that Timmy's going to go off and try to shut everybody else down? Uh, do you go all out to try to slow Timmy down? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, for Michigan State, I mean, I think we're going to learn a lot. You know, I mean, Northern Arizona, with all due respect, just wasn't the type of team that was going to reveal a lot, you know, about where Michigan State is right now. Um, and this is, you know. So, again, you have to take the setting into account, and we'll see what the elements are and everything. You know, I expect probably, you know, a score in the 50s or 60s. I don't expect it to be as high-flying, uh, high-scoring deal just because of the setting. But um, we've got to learn about Michigan State, you know, and where they're at and everything uh, and, and what sort of – what they're all about at this point in the season. We're going to learn a lot more over the course of the month, but uh, tonight, today, tonight is going to be a, a big test for them, just in terms of the maturity, in terms of how they stack up, you know, position by position against an elite team um, and, and all that. Who else should our listeners and the viewers at 630 look for from Gonzaga? Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of guys on there. Anybody really could probably pop off for them. They've, they've recruited well. They've brought in a lot of talent. Um, I don't have their full roster in front of me here, so I'm forgetting some of the names of the guys that I liked. But they, uh, I mean, it's a, I think it's a classic Gonzaga type of team that's going to be very fundamentally sound, uh, aggressive. You know, Izzo said they're one of the best fast-breaking teams uh, that he's seen in a while, so that's going to be something to, to watch. And then how much does Michigan State play small maybe? Uh, again, you know, that, that – you got to factor Timmy in there and what he's going to be able to do. But do they try to race with them and go a little smaller and play up-tempo, or just what does that all look like? Uh, there's a lot you know, that I'm curious about on this one. So, yes, on deck on board the uh, USS Abraham Lincoln, this is the same ship where uh, former President George W. Bush gave the, the famous Mission Accomplished speech. You know, people of a 
people uh, my age and older, of course, will remember. Um, it's 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 gorgeous here. Right now, the wind isn't too bad. That's something that Tom Izzo talked a lot about yesterday, and that you know is something that uh, we'll be monitoring all night is just the crosswinds and how that's obviously going to affect shots and everything. I think we're going to stay dry. I don't know if moisture or condensation, any of that stuff's going to be an issue like it was in years past with these type of things, but. So far, so good. Uh, it might be a little chilly once the once the once the sun goes down here a little bit. It seems to do that. Steve, we have uh, we got Jack back. Okay, well, welcome back to the show, Jack. Happy to have you. <laughs> I was talking about uh, some of the perimeter players for Gonzaga and uh, Hunter Salas, a six-five sophomore guard, is a very good player, and they have a couple of transfers. Stephen, Rasir Bolton, six-three guard from Iowa State. And Malachi Smith, he's a 6'4 redshirt junior from Chattanooga, and uh, they're going to be a major load for Michigan State, but I think the Spartans are confident in their perimeter game and their guard rotation, so uh, not afraid of anyone there. But the scope of the size of this ship, Stephen, I know you were taking some shots of it as we were getting on. It's um, 1,092 feet. Uh, in length, and if you stack three football fields end-to-end, you have 1,080 feet, so you could have three football games going, and you still have 12 feet left. That's how big this boat is. Yeah, it's incredible, and, and you know, it's all it's all very, uh, you know, prettied up and everything. We got the bleachers, we got graphics and banners and everything everywhere, but I was walking along uh, the edge earlier, just sort of, you know, the perimeter of it all, and just Thinking about the history, I mean, where this thing has been, you know, what's been done on this flight deck here, and just uh, the people, the sacrifices that they've made, and then all of this, the, the work, the dedication, the commitment, all that stuff that goes into into being, you know, in the service at this level, and, and the, the folks that are, you know, the elite, you know, able to fly these planes and, and do everything uh, that, that this vessel is able to do. So, uh, yeah, I was just sort of looking down at the ground and just thinking, like, where all the places in the world uh, this ship has gone, and just what all has gone down here—it's—it's it's pretty captivating. Um, this ship is big enough to hold 60, 60 aircraft. Uh, the cost: 8.5 billion, with a B. And uh, when you think about the speed, uh, 34 and a half miles an hour for something this size—that's uh, a pretty good rate of speed. And uh, certainly, you think of all the servicemen who have trained here, who have deployed from here, who have taken off from here on the runway. And uh, if you get a chance to see beyond this basketball court, uh, there's a lot of wow factor with a boat like this. So looking forward to that and looking forward to we got the basketball. Of- what was that? I, I missed a party there. I said I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the rest of the ship, but – also, looking forward to a great basketball game before we head back uh, on a red eye. I think most people are leaving tonight to get back for Big Ten Big Ten uh, football tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most folks, um, I'm going to uh, push it to the limit here and come overnight and see if, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a zombie tomorrow in the Spartan Stadium press box. Hopefully I make it there. Hopefully my flights uh, all take off and land on time. Uh, going to be a little bit of a of a pinch there coming back from Grand Rapids. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't trade it. This opportunity is incredible. Um, very thankful to be here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small sacrifice to make uh, for, for what's been a really cool 
what will be a really cool weekend on the job here. Some of us uh, were here in 2011 talking to Matt Charbonneau and uh, Andy Katz was just here. He's on the Michigan State beat. He is actually going from here to Indianapolis and then on to PK-85. But for you, you haven't been here to this event before and been on an aircraft carrier, to my knowledge. Is it what you expected? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been incredible. I mean, just seeing this yeah, thing up close. Of, and... I gave you a lot of shout-outs. What was that? No, go ahead. Oh, is that background noise? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah you're sorry, just hearing Andy on. talking to ESPN. Uh, yeah. No, it's incredible. I mean, I, I I actually thought it would feel a little bigger up top. Like, it, it seems way bigger uh, on the ground. Um, now that we're up here on the flight deck, it actually, you know, I mean, maybe I've just gotten used to it. It doesn't seem as big as I thought it would be, but, uh, you know, we got the court here in the middle. That kind of obstructs things. I think that kind of takes away the sense of it. Uh, they got a huge, like, Osprey, I think they call it, helicopter here with a, with a massive vertical rotor. Yeah. Um, heard one of those actually flying over my house, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so that, that's really impressive to see uh, close up. I kind of, I kind of wish I was here, you know, earlier in the week or, or later through the weekend. Like I just want, I want to see a plane take off on this thing. I want to see a plane land yeah. on this thing. Uh, that's what I'd really love to see. But uh, I'll, I'll take this for sure, though. And I think uh, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this game tonight, no doubt, as there should be. And uh, yeah, just super, super thankful to be here and, and looking forward to a, you know a really fun night. Well, you have one of the shorter stays. Uh, you got in yesterday afternoon and leaving tonight, so a little more than a day here for you. But when you think about uh, the history of this event, and Mark Hollis had a lot to do with it when he was director of athletics at Michigan State. I think he's here today. But a lot of other people in the Michigan State, State Traveling Party got a tour of the ship and the barracks yesterday. And um, we're excited that Sean Newman, who's a lieutenant commander from Okemos, is going to be joining us a little later in the show. And uh, he is yet another product of the Tom Izzo basketball camps. And you have a theory about that and the photo we saw. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just I was saying it's funny because I've long held this belief that every kid who grows up in mid, who's, who has grown up in mid-Michigan, you know, However you want to define that, you know, you draw the radius or whatever there. Every kid of a certain age, I'm pretty sure, has a photo somewhere in their archives with Tom Izzo, whether it's at a camp, at a game, seeing him in the street, at a parade, this or that. I mean, I think that's the one common link between every kid that's grown up, uh, let's say, you know, in our direction, any direction of Lansing. Yeah, I'm thinking that uh, many of us can say that within a 24-hour period, we will have been on the USS Abraham Lincoln and in Spartan Stadium. But Audrey Dahlgren will be the only person who can say she has been on the Abraham Lincoln and at Michigan Stadium because she is doing some sideline reporting for BTN from the game tomorrow with Nebraska. So um, she's got a little bit different agenda. But a lot of us will be leaving on different flights tonight and uh, trying not to be completely blurry-eyed when we get back to East Lansing. When you think about uh, what an event like this means, Stephen, on Veterans Day and the importance to the troops, when we were here before, it was very emotional, and we saw the reaction of the servicemen, the Navy, uh, Air Force, Marines, all of whom had waited, waited, 
so patiently for this event uh, than Michigan State and North Carolina. And when it came, it was Christmas, New Year's Eve, and all rolled into one. Uh, I like to tell the story about uh, the one serviceman who his wife had cancer, and he had bought a shoe uh, on eBay, a Michigan State Nike shoe. And all he wanted was for Tom Izzo to sign this shoe so he could sell it and get money for his wife's cancer treatment. And uh, when we told Tom about that, where is this guy? He came over, basically adopted him, put him in the Michigan State family for the rest of the trip, and uh, everyone signed that shoe. I don't know how much it sold for, but it would certainly be a -a one-of-a-kind collector's item. And to see the tears... Uh, running down the faces of the servicemen when they saw uh, the players on the court. and Barack Obama here was uh, something pretty incredible. No doubt. Yeah, that, that's an incredible story uh, that I heard from you the other day. Um, yeah, no doubt. I don't, I, I, I'm sure all the service uh, men and women here are thrilled about this. <laughs> from what I know about being in the service, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, not a lot of play, you know. So this is one of those few, few opportunities, hopefully, where, where they can relax a little bit and, uh, and feel the appreciation, right? You know, it's probably uh, not often enough that, that we all uh, express that type of stuff. You know, the holiday comes around once a year and, and this and that, and you sort of show your respect. But uh, yeah, I hope that, I, for me, that's, that's what I hope, is that, that they get a sense of uh, our gratitude for everything that they that they do for us as well. The ambient noise you hear in the background is, I believe, the naval band uh, warming up, tuning up, practicing for its repertoire during the game. And uh, I think that you're going to see both of these teams adjust their strategy a little bit, Stephen. Uh, try to put the ball inside a little more, take it to the basket more. We mentioned that in previous carrier classics, as they were dubbed, uh, three-point shooting was a little more than 16%. So um, teams that normally would live and die by the three are probably going to die by it. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, maybe that's uh, maybe that all shakes out Michigan State's favor, right? If you can drive in there and maybe get Timmy with a couple early fouls, maybe that opens some things up. You know, he's not this big defensive presence, uh, but if you can just go, go right at him and get him out of the game, that's obviously going to save you on defense if you're Michigan State. So maybe that's a factor there. Uh, Got to be in control, though. You know, like we saw AJ Hogar get in there and mix it up a little bit against Northern Arizona and got in trouble with some fouls. So uh, they need him on the floor if they're going to have a chance to win this game. Um, but, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the solution is you try to drive them, try to drive them, and, and see where the foul situation ends up, and maybe you can find yourself in an advantageous situation. You know, later in the first half, you can take control going into halftime and go from there. Before we go to break and let you do some more ship exploration, uh, quick thoughts on tomorrow afternoon at Spartan Stadium, Michigan State, a 10-point favorite. Would you expect to see the team that scored 23 straight points against the number one ranked scoring defense in the country in Champaign? Or do you think that we'll see more Michigan State struggles in the woodshed? Uh, I'm kind of thinking somewhere in the middle. You know, I don't think it'll be this super impressive performance or anything because I think Illinois had a lot to do with them You know, getting up last week. They knew that was a big opportunity. A nice they can hang on their wall. Rutgers isn't that necessarily, but I don't think it'll be you know, a four-game losing streak Michigan State either. 
Um, you know, Rutgers really doesn't do anything particularly well, quite honestly. I mean, they're kind of middle of the pack on defense. Uh, they've changed offensive coordinators. They've changed quarterbacks. Like they're not very threatening with the ball. So, if I'm Michigan State, I just want to see a, a clean, uh, mature performance. I mean, coming off last week, uh, just handle your business, right? This is a team you should beat. You're at home. Go beat them. I mean, it, it's rudimentary and reductive, but, I mean, it's, that's pretty much how I view it. Just don't make mistakes. Don't let yourself be in a close game late and just – uh, take advantage of everything that comes your way. I think they're the more talented team. They should be the more confident team. Uh, and they do have a bowl game to play for. I mean, this isn't one you can go in there with your eyes closed and, and drop this one. So that's that's really where I'm at. I just think they got to just handle business. It's, it's really that simple. We'll be back to talk a little more football with new Rose Bowl Hall of Famer, the white star of the 1988 Michigan State win over USC. And uh, we're going to talk to a lieutenant commander. And uh, what a tremendous story Sean Newman is from Okemos. He'll be with us in just a few minutes. We'll be right back, live from the USS Abraham Lincoln on The Drive with Jack. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.